0: door right yeah 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 okay if you guys need more air we can open the windows but I think we're okay Uh, actually you know I don't know about you guys but I'm sleeping with uh, all the windows closed at home these days amen anybody with me Uh, little little known fact or you might not know but uh, the in Korea and in Hawaii every winter all the uh, electrical heating mats that Koreans sell it gets sold out okay so just if you want a business just I, I know why this is so cold anyways uh, <clears throat> hallelujah amen so i i am so excited for this advent season uh i feel like more than any advent season the lord gave me a kind of an expectation for something an expectation about what really is the meaning of why are we spending four weeks talking about christmas what's the big deal about this and so uh, i pray that the lord will uh, bring a uh, uh, revelation to your heart too on just the time that we're living in Uh, I'll start out with this, Uh, you know, the Lord saves the best for the last, amen, the longer, right now you guys are living in a time that maybe you might be saying, oh man, the the world was better, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but no, 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 the closer you're living to the time of Christ's return, the more amazing things will be, amen, I really had a revelation, I was in Cuba one time, uh, just worshiping, my dad is a missionary in Cuba, and we were just worshiping, and the Lord said this, I've saved my best for the last, and I said to the Lord, Lord, let me be there for that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, World Cup. You know, you're watching World Cup. Anybody watching World Cup these days? Okay, anybody want to wake up at 3 today and then watch Korea with me? Okay. Uh, (laughs) We'll do a Zoom watch party. But it's like soccer, you know, it gets boring, you know. like, they're just kicking the ball and, like, back and forth. And then at, the, at the sun, it's a 90-minute game, and then it's, like, 88 minutes. And then remember, I think the Korea back in 2002, that's when the world changed. I didn't realize that some of you guys weren't born. That I was talking to one of the students, and I was like, remember the time... I was in Dominican Republic, it was like 4 a.m. and we we're like Te Goo pa ba pa and then Anjohan, you know, he literally just fell down and then like the ball hit his head and then he scored against Italy. That was like the first win we ever had. But it happened near the end. And 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 I wanna introduce you to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is something so amazing. Today, in this Advent season, I want us to focus on the move of the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit doing, and what is he saving for the last? How is he going to turn the game over, right? When you just feel like, oh man, I remember the Super Bowl game uh, against, uh, I only know uh, Tom Brady was playing, but everyone was walking out the uh, stadium. Remember that? They're like down by like, 11 or 14 points, and then they scored a one. At the last moment, when everything seems possible, where everything seems it's just a loss and you just curse it and just turn your back and run away, the Holy Spirit's like, mm mm, it ain't over yet. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and tell them, it ain't over yet. No way, no way. So, the best for the last, indeed, as we look at this Christmas tree, which is a symbol, reminder of this Christmas morning. The son of God being born in very nature, becoming poor, taking on your and my broken and sinful human flesh. To come to earth, to dwell with us, to suffer with us, and to give his life as a sacrifice. To to literally pour out his blood. As we sang today, thank you for the cross. That event, event that just happened, the Lord has saved it for a certain time. A perfect moment. So, so, so in this time of Christmas, we have to understand, wow, this really is the greatest thing that has ever happened. But the question I want to ask us today is how? What does it take for something as amazing as Christ, God in the God in very nature, God becoming a little baby, coming into a little human and being born so that he could save us? Something so world-changing as that, what does it take for this to happen? Therefore, I introduce to you the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. In our passage, this is what it said. The angel of the Lord came to Mary and said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And then Mary, it's interesting, Mary wasn't afraid to see an angel. I think she maybe had other angel visitation or she was aware of it or she was walking close to God. But she was curious Hmm, why are you saying this to me? And then she said, and then the angel continues by saying, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. You can't even say God's name. You just call him Most High, or as most Jewish people say, the name, the Lord, right? The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. It sounds crazy because here is a woman who has no royalty in her, in her, in her family. She has, she, in fact, she hasn't even been married yet. And then now is talking about a son being born. And this will be the son of the very God of the entire universe. Not just a king, but a divine king who will reign forever. And so just like you and I, Mary responds. She says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And I think the tone of her voice is not like, how will people say? She's like, um, how is it going to be? She's really like, interested in finding out how is it going to happen. And then there's the answer. What does it take? There's two elements I want to give you today to walk away. There are two things that must happen in your life for you to see God do something world-changing. For God to do something like the last-minute miracle of God that changes the entire course of your history and future, there are two things that must happen. Here is the first thing. How will this be? Well, here it is. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The angel introduces a character that's been throughout the Bible but sometimes obscure, sometimes we miss him, Call the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And even though you're a virgin and you have no birthright to be a, 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 a mother to a king, the Holy Spirit will change your destiny. The Holy Spirit will change your circumstance. The Holy Spirit will make, by the power of the Most High, bringing the power of the Most High, make the impossible be possible in your life. The Holy Spirit is the first ingredient that makes the last-minute miracle, the world-changing, game-changing uh, event in your life possible. You know, the, wherever the Holy Spirit moves in the scripture, the power of God is manifest. You know, Holy Spirit is such a, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say, I wrote it down here, badass. You know what I'm saying? But what's a better way than that? It just, He's just really bad, like like good, bad, okay? He's like the most effective secret service agent. There ain't no ninja, no 007, no John Wick, no born identity, or any undercover agent who can beat the Holy Spirit's ability to suddenly appear and to enter into any situation, do what he's got to do, bang, bang, boom, boom, change the situation, and get out of the way. And we love those movies. Like, oh, how did that happen? Wow, wow, wow. But the Holy Spirit is real life. 007 to the, uh, to the infinity because the Holy Spirit is always there, but you cannot see him. You may not, may not sense him, but then at the most important and appropriate time, seemingly out of nowhere, he flexes and then bam, everything changes and then he disappears to come back later in an appropriate time. What do we know of him? Let me introduce to you, maybe who have, those of you who have never really given thought to, what is the Holy Spirit? How does he work? He operates He appears and operates in the most important moments of history and makes undeniable operation. Aha, I have some extra things. Okay, here it is. Holy Spirit, the first thing that we know him is in the beginning, the Bible says, the first verse of the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God, meaning we think it's one God, but it's actually one God in three persons. A God that exists not outside of relationship. God always exists like a family, a perfectly united, harmonious family, so close and united that it's literally one. Not one thought, not one feeling is unnoticed by each other. Not one person rebels. They're always moving together in perfect joy and peace, which is exactly what God expects of you and I, the church. And he says that in the second verse, it says the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And then what? And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What was he doing? What he always does. Preparing with all the power in his hand. Waiting for the word of the Father and the Son to speak it. This is the way I understand the Holy Trinity, right? Sometimes when we go to heaven, we'll see exactly what it is, but take with a grain of salt, this is how I understand it. The Father is the heart and the will of God. The love of, the love of God comes from the Father's heart. What is Jesus? Jesus is the Word of God, the physical embodiment of God. We're created in His image. We have a head, a chest, we have a leg, we have feet, because Jesus Himself in his image his arms he has he has he eats right just because so we do what he does so jesus is the is embodiment of god and the holy spirit is the power and the revelation of god so anyways they work together the father dreams jesus moves he speaks the holy spirit does so anyways in that moment of nothingness the holy spirit is ready when god said let there be light boom he creates the light What else did the Holy Spirit do? Today, we just talked about it, right? The birth of Jesus is impossible without the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit overshadows Mary and then a virgin woman... It's a miracle, impossible. You cannot have a baby by yourself. You can't just think it and then like meditate and then boom, baby come out, right? The birth of Jesus, miracle happens. Also, again, we see in the important moment of Jesus when he first introduces himself to the world publicly in Luke chapter 3. It says the Holy Spirit descended on him when Jesus was baptized in the form of a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And not only that, he kept on working through the work of Jesus. How did Jesus do miracles and how did he know what to do? The Holy Spirit gave him the information, right? The same Spirit can do that to us today. And then finally, in the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus on his own could not resurrect himself. He has to trust that God will be faithful to his will and that the Holy Spirit would breathe new life and he will resurrect It doesn't end there. Right after that, what did Jesus say? Don't leave Jerusalem, but go and wait for the gift my father promised, which you heard me speak about. For John the Baptist, John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witness in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the birth of the church, you and I, the reason why we're alive today is not just because the Holy Spirit was good to Jesus, but the Holy Spirit was given to every believer. Doesn't stop there. He keeps on working. He begins to grow the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit right now, what he's doing in the earth is he's strengthening the church. Why? So we can be the hands and the feet in the world. We can be the voice of truth and the hope in the world. It's also called the Bride of Christ. Why? Because the, what, G, what the Holy Spirit doing, is doing is one of the most important things. He's preparing for the second coming of Christ. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, it says this, The Spirit and the Bride, together, they say, come. And that's when Jesus comes it's not though Jesus returned the kingdom of God it's not just the Holy Spirit doing his thing it's when the bride strengthened by the Holy Spirit trained in the Holy Spirit to become like Christ together they say come so this amazing work of the Holy Spirit I've just given you the tip tip top of the record of the Holy Spirit just to give you one more there was a man named Samson I know you guys may, may have heard of him but you know a lot of the pictures of that we draw of Samson is wrong Because the reason we draw Samson, kind of like me, with muscles and, you know, uh, or Jason Wong, he's not here today. But anyways, but he wasn't buff. He wasn't big. He was, in fact, a scrawny guy. But the fact that he could, when the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, came upon him, he faced the lion and ripped his mouth open and destroyed bears barehanded. And he would take an uh, ox's uh, uh, skull and destroy tens of thousands of the Philistines a scrawny guy that's what people are like that is amazing if the dude looked like Dwayne Johnson and he was doing that they're like yeah he's pretty strong you know so but the Holy Spirit gave human beings power and abilities that were not of their own but my question to you this Evan season is this what about the Holy Spirit in my life what is the work that he wants to do he's able to do in our lives and today, Mary, this is it changed everything about her. This season of, of Christmas time, Advent season. Let's think about how did this become possible? How did the Savior of the world, salvation for all of humanity and creation, come to be? The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I want to ask the question again in my life, this Advent season. This is a question I want you to ask. The Lord, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in my life? Ask yourself, where do you want the Holy Spirit to come and overshadow you with the power of God in your life? Where do you want Him to cover you with His power? What situation needs renewal, rebuilding? Is it certain relationship that you have? Is it something that you are putting off for for many, many months, I have a confession to make. My office right now needs cleaning. Uh, for some reason, I became the bike fixer of the staff and other people. Right now, there's like three bikes there uh, and all this other stuff. And uh, some books are donated. Anyways, you know, things that for you, you just cannot do. Even little things like that. What do you need want for the Holy Spirit to come into your life, to come upon you and give you the power? Is it your finance? Maybe in 2022, you failed in your finance, or your finance is draining. Maybe it's time for you to say, Holy Spirit, help me. Teach me and let me to finance your way. Overpower me in this aspect of my life. Is it your health? God, I've been trying to be healthy, but something's wrong. Holy Spirit, come upon me and teach me and lead me in your truth. It is true because the Holy Spirit gives us all powers that we need. In fact, God reminds us in Deuteronomy 8, chapter, verse 18, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And not just wealth, but he's the one who can give you shalom, wholeness of life. That's the will of God, to have full life, but you cannot do it on your own. Maybe it's time for you to say, Holy Spirit, will you come unto us, unto me, and the power of the Most High, Can I feel it and experience it in my life? It would be awesome if every one of us began to make this uh, change of thinking in our lives. What can the Holy Spirit do in our lives? What's missing? And then here's going to be the second thing, the second key. Remember I told you guys two things you need for the world-changing, last-minute, game-changing event and experience of God in your life to happen. Two things need to happen. The first thing, without a doubt, is the Holy Spirit. He is ready. He's just waiting for something. He's waiting for something. This is what it is. This is the second thing. Because we just sometimes think that, Holy Spirit, if you're so powerful, why don't you just make it happen? Why don't you just do it for me? Why don't you just take care of this problem? But the Holy Spirit is waiting for something. This is what it is. After Mary hears this incredible news of how God's going to do something miraculous in her life, do you know what she says? That's where the second key is, the secret to seeing the miracle of God in our life. Here it is. what it is. She says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to, be, to, word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Whew, that's amazing. Mary could have said, You know what, dear Lord, I like that idea, but can you just wait, like, till I get married? Because it's going to be really awkward if I, all of a sudden, I have a, before my marriage, in our society, with all of our rules, with everyone watching us, with everyone, you know, living around us, all the family, everyone just so connected, if all of a sudden I have a baby and it's growing in my womb, it's going to mess up my life. It's going to change my plans. I can't, you know, wear the wedding dress if I have a baby in my stomach. Something about Mary was she was ready. The Lord, the reason why the Lord, who had the power to give Jesus to any woman in the world, right? Because all it takes is the Holy Spirit. Hello. Okay, there's Jesus. Okay, good luck. No, the Lord knew Mary's heart. And the the reason why we know this is this. Right before the same angel visits Mary in this chapter, Gabriel visits Elizabeth, Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah. Zechariah was Mary's cousin older cousin. Mary's, I think, like in her, you know, under 20s, like virgin. Zechariah's, her cousin was like in their 90s and 80s, right? But Zechariah was a priest praying and doing the thing of God, and then the Gabriel angel appears and tells tells Zechariah, Zechariah, how are you? I'm doing great. Not really. I'm really afraid. Don't be afraid. Your wife, who has been barren all her life for more than uh, six decades, seven decades, she's going to have a child. And the same holy spirit is gonna bring her a child and you're supposed to call her john call him john and then you know what's interesting Zechariah hears this same message from god you know how he responds says how can i be sure of this Zechariah hears the good news but he has a little doubt he's like i don't think this is possible and then what does the angel do fine you're not going to be able to talk until your baby is born. So about nine months from that moment. And Zechariah comes out of the temple. Everything is crazy. He had to write the name on a piece of paper to, to name the son, John. So there was a difference. So it, Mary was not just, you know, uh, just any woman just doing whatever she wanted. Something about her heart was ready to say to the Lord, Lord, I am your servant. Really, this is not just lip service. Yeah, I'm your servant. Yeah, do whatever you want. No, she actually gave full permission. She submitted her heart and said, "Lord, Holy Spirit, whatever you want to do last minute, whether it's you know in the night in the twelfth hour, do it in me. Whether it's going to change all of my life, all of my plans, Holy Spirit, dear Lord, God of heaven, I'm saying to you, do it in us." The word "may" your word be fulfilled is a powerful word. That word "may" is what gave her permission. It reminded me, as we're, we're all, we've all gone through elementary or, or preschool, the first thing you learn is you don't ask the teacher, can I go to the bathroom? Because you can. You, you literally can't. You say, may I go to the bathroom? Aha, and you may. In the same way, Mary had the power to say, no. Holy Spirit, I know you're so powerful, but not in my life. Not in my finance. Not in my marriage. Not in my friends. No, 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 no. Don't touch my friends. When I'm surfing, right? You know? Don't, don't talk. No, no, no. It's about saying, Lord, in every situation, I am willing to have you manifest your miracle power. So Christmas, friends, requires two things. The work of the Holy Spirit, the obedient submission of your faith. Many times we don't see the work of the Holy Spirit because we're missing the second part. We're missing the part that we can do, guarding our hearts, saying, Lord, I know my, everything within me right now is resisting you. But Lord, I am going to fast, do whatever I can to say, Lord, yes, please. I don't like this situation. I want to get out of this situation. But if you, you want me to go through the situation, Lord, I will say yes. Therefore, Mary replied, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And therefore, the power of God entered into her life. And she became the mother of Jesus worthy to carry and fulfill this mission that will change the world. Are you willing to say yes to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? In this season of Advent, I want us to have a bigger expectation, a, a greater anticipation, maybe a greater hope than you have ever had before. We're asking—I'm asking I'm asking you to not just have a dream, something you can achieve, but today I want you to elevate and say, Lord, I want you to do what only you can do in my life. On the other hand, Zechariah didn't have faith, but thankfully, Elizabeth, um, she had the right faith, faith. When she realized that she would be pregnant, this is what she said. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. She had a disgrace all her life. She couldn't bear children. Back then, that was a very disgraceful thing. And then she was able to say, Lord, in the right time, because of what you are able to do, Lord, you have changed my life. In this season of Advent, I want you to focus on desiring and opening your heart to say, God, do what only you can do. Do what I gave up on. Do something, Lord, that I have no faith for. Do something that, Lord, God, I have, you know, walked away from. But, Lord, if it is your will, Lord, let it be done even if it changes everything. That's such a risky thing, right? But when you do it, we will see the power and the miracle and the glory of God in our lives. This Christmas, let it be a reminder that God wants to do something in our lives in this world that only he can do. May our response always be, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. The Lord is speaking. The Lord has dreams and visions. And I pray that every one of you will qualify to be like Mary. I don't care how messed up or how, how depraved your life may think or what mistakes you've made. But from this moment, especially this season, let's be like Mary. Say, Lord, speak to me. And I will say yes. I receive your word and let it be fulfilled. Let the miracle come. Let the world-changing event take place. In my, in my small life, my small heart. Let's pray together. Lord, we stand amazed at your mercy and your love. You planned since the beginning of the foundation, even before we fell from the glory of God in our sin, you provided a way in Jesus Christ to redeem everything. To rewrite history and it requires someone to say lord i will receive i will obey god i pray that that blessing will become everyone's inheritance this christmas lord whatever dark things whatever impossible situations we may have in this life we want the will of god and we're willing to say do whatever it takes holy spirit and have your way in us We want Christmas every day, not just at the end of the year. But Lord, especially this year, as it comes to a close, we dream of a greater 2023 that only you can make happen.